Alright, we are back. What's good, y'all? It's your host, your master of ceremonies. It's me, Tommy, a.k.a. Thomas, a.k.a. Tom New, a.k.a. Noodle, a.k.a. The Giraffe Guy. Uh, enough with the introductions, though. We're going to jump right into it and say who's in the room. So I want to reintroduce Candace for my guest with me this week. Candace, how you doing? What's new? Uh, I'm good. Not a lot is new, though. I mean, there are new things, but I'll talk about them later. Okay, well, just to give an overview for the listeners, today we're going to be talking about moving to Arizona, buying mm, stuff, the pimple popper, new experiences, the haboob. It seems like it needs an ominous side effect sound to go with it, and pet peeves. Uh, But jumping right into it, this feels right, so I'm going to let Candace go first, but this is the segment of the show where you look back at something you did that seemed like a good idea feels right to you sometimes it is sometimes it isn't so candace what feels right yeah so recently it felt right taking a job with arizona state i think i announced that a little bit ago um and so it also felt right moving here because i had to um because i had to start work but um the move was not my favorite thing i don't think i would ever move myself again if I don't know if I had to, but I would pay people to move me for sure. So basically, um, I arrived here about a week and a half ago, um, and my dad moved me, so we ordered a Penske truck and we towed my car, um, and that was an experience driving that large of a truck, but we packed the truck with the help of a ton of K-State Wildcats, and while they were very efficient in getting all my stuff out there, I did not direct them very well in putting my stuff the way that it needed to be so that it wouldn't shift in the truck, and so at 10 o'clock at night, my dad made me unpack the truck and repack the truck to the way he wanted it so that nothing would shift. I am a pretty prideful person, and I don't like being wrong so that really sucked that I had to do that but the way we packed it ensured that when we got here in Arizona and we lifted the gate so we could get our stuff nothing had moved at all so win for my dad he's moved a couple of times so that was really cool that we got to have that experience at one part part of the trip uh, we were going through the Coconino Forest which is Um, in a slew of forests all tied together in the northern part of Arizona. I thought my car came off the hitch and was rolling behind me, and I was very sad for a hot minute, and then I realized um, that was kind of a ludicrous thought, and my car was still there because I made my dad pull over so I could check, even though I knew that it was there. Um, But we made it all in one piece, so that felt right. Glad to hear that. Uh, I think for me this week, we recently adopted a dog. Each of us has a dog now. So Candace has a small dog. It is a Chihuahua, uh, and its name is Scotty. I don't know if I like Scotty yet. I have a little bit of mixed feelings about him. Give you a little background on it. So I've been staying with Candace for the last week or so, uh, and every time I watch Scotty, he either pees or poops in the room, no matter what. Uh, I stepped away for about 30 seconds because I wanted to use the bathroom. I lied. It's like a minute and a half because I washed my hands, just so you know, Jerome. Shout out to you. Uh, But anyway, as soon as I came out after that, like a minute and a half, Scotty had pooped on the floor. And I was like, what the heck, man? You were just chilling on the couch doing your thing. I was doing my thing. And all of a sudden, you thought it was a great idea to poop. Uncool. That did not feel right. But what does feel right is Milo. Uh, Milo is the dog that I adopted, and he is a year and seven months. He is a mix of a pointer, a German Shepherd, uh, 
and a lab. Um, and he's really adorable. He's got a floppy ear. I found out how to wash him today. Candace helped a lot with that. Uh, it was a little bit of a hassle, not gonna lie. I basically held him while Candace wet him down and uh, well, I basically looked like I put on a chicken outfit afterwards because there was a lot of hair all over me. And yes, chickens do have hair, just to clarify. But anyway, that felt right. I'm glad that I have a dog. I'm still a little nervous about the transition and I start work um, and making sure that he is getting the care that he needs. But for now, I think it was a good decision. Uh, jumping into, hmm, I have thoughts. Uh, I talked a little bit at the top of the show about pimple popping. Uh, and this is a little bit more in depth, but uh, for friends that are listening, sorry, a little bit of background noise, uh, but for friends that are listening, um, I have a lot of opinions that I don't often share with other people, not because I don't think anyone cares, but sometimes I'm just not sure if I need to say something. Uh, so here's a chance for an insider scoop into the mind of me. Uh, and we're going to Dr. Pimple Popper. Candace, do you watch the show? Oh, yeah. Would it? For the, can you give a little bit of overview and context for the listeners in case they've never heard of it? Yeah, so it's a new show on TLC, which if you don't watch TLC, you should. I have it on 24-7. Um, lots of great shows there. But it debuted tonight, um, officially. I think they released a episode, an episode earlier this week to like tease people to watch it. But basically... Um, Sandra, Dr. I don't remember her last name, so I just Lee. call her Sandra Lee. Sandra Lee. Okay, Dr. Lee is a dermatologist in California, um, and she owns the office called Skin. Um, and so she sees a lot of patients on this show who have um, all sorts of issues with their skin. Um, you know, they may have cysts or lipomas, or maybe it's just regular old acne that they need assistance with. Maybe it's something more severe than that. Maybe it's cancer cells, things like that. But she sees all these patients and basically helps their life do a 180 by getting rid of whatever it is they're unhappy with. So I am fully engrossed in the show. Um, at times, it is a little gross. It's graphic. There's a disclaimer at the beginning. So if you don't like that stuff, you shouldn't watch it. Um, but I just think it's like the coolest thing. Hmm. What makes it the coolest thing? I think it's just satisfying to see these people come in with this issue and then in the consultation she's like, oh yeah, we can take care of that. And then she just like gets rid of it, whatever it is. Gotcha. Uh, so I recently just started watching the show. Like Candace said, it debuted tonight. Technically there's a prequel to it, if you will. Uh, but something that I really like about the show is that she doesn't do it just so that way um, she makes a lot of money. Like, with, when you're on TLC, you're making money. It's obvious. Uh, but something I think is really neat is that her goal is to make sure that people feel like they have their lives back. And so each of the individuals that she uh, sees, all of the patients, basically, they have really... It, the pimple popping has really taken a toll on their mental health. And what I mean by that is that when she first gets a triage and kind of the consultation they talk about how they might be suffering from depression because of it how it's really inhibited their own um, ability to physically be healthy because they can't sleep or it causes a lot of pain um, there's social anxiety that comes with it and her goal is more so to help fix that problem and change that part of their life and I think that's something that's really neat about it. I think a lot of times in these doctor shows um, they focus on the drama they focus on all of these things other than the fact that 
their goal is to really make sure that people's lives are getting better. And that's something I really like about Dr. Lee. Um, so shout out to her. Like Candace said, TLC has a lot of those shows where it's kind of focused on the feel good, make you happy and kind of give you the little bubbly excitement inside of your life. Um, but that's what I thought would be kind of interesting this week. The other part I think about Dr. Pimple Popper, Pimple Popper um, is there's not a lot of um, Asian characters in shows and definitely not the star of their own show. And so Dr. Lee, I think, is someone who also brings some more representation from an ethnicity standpoint as well as uh, just a cultural one as well. And so that's something that's really neat in terms of how she bridges the gap between herself as well as with the individuals that she's working with. But that is my thoughts on that. We're going to jump right into Ridiculous because I got a story that I have to tell you. Um, it also involves my move to Arizona and frankly, well, it's just ridiculous. So normally I focus on a college campus or um, something that's happened like a crisis situation or interactions with parents, but I think this was a pretty monumental part for me. So I've been in Arizona, like I said, for about a week, but I have a little bit of a prequel that leads up to the actual story. So the week before I left to go on that cruise that um, I talked about in the podcast with my mom, I got in an accident. I was just doing my thing, wanted to go to Goodwill, donate some stuff because I was moving. I didn't need it. I wanted to make sure I was helping somebody else, just like Dr. Lee. Uh, but as I was doing it, I was making a left-hand turn, for those that live in Manhattan, onto Anderson Avenue from uh, Denison Avenue. As I was making the left-hand turn, I was like, sweet, I got a green arrow. I'm going to do my thing and go through it. However, this white Nissan Altima said, nope, I'm going to do my thing and just run a red light. And I was like, excuse you, I didn't have time to soar completely out of the way. Did get mostly out of the way, but my car got hit. Um, and now, I was like, okay, need to call the insurance company. Never really been in an accident before. I'll talk a little bit about that when we get to you getting educated. But what I learned from it is that you should always call the police right away. I didn't do that. Fast forward a couple weeks. Um, I get back from my cruise and I, I get back from my cruise on a Saturday. It's June 30th and I need to pick up my U-Haul. During that time, I was flying back from Seattle to Manhattan and the U-Haul storage place was like, hey, just want to let you know that we actually can't give you your U-Haul on Sunday morning because, well, I just don't want to work on Sunday. It's actually what the manager said. Question about that ethical part, but we'll get back to that in a moment. So, what we decided upon, Mom, Dad, again, just want to apologize because I know this probably sounds real sketchy. Uh, for the listener, it was. Um, I ended up getting back to Manhattan at 11.30 p.m. and went to go pick up the U-Haul because he said he would leave it outside the U-Haul dealership for me and just have a small chain that had locked it up so that way I could easily undo the chain, leave the key, put the U-Haul on the back of my Jeep, drive away. Sounds sketchy. It was sketchy. There was no key involved. So when I got there at midnight, because Junction City is about 30 minutes from Manhattan, it ended up having to be just me sitting on the side of the road, putting a U-Haul onto my Jeep with my phone, because it has that feature, the flashlight feature on the iPhone. And it looked sketchy. It probably looked like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to. Um, but I got the U-Haul, so that was neat. Fast forward to me packing my U-Haul, making sure everything's ready to go. I get to Colorado, and my dad's like, you know what, this can all fit in my expedition and the Jeep. So we decided to do that, don't need the U-Haul anymore. This is where the ethical part comes back in. 
they get to the U-Haul dealership in Colorado Springs to drop off the U-Haul. And this lady looks at it. She takes the inventory and she's like, I don't have this on record at all. And I was like, that's weird. The guy in Junction City told me that I can just pick it up. Turns out he never filed my U-Haul trailer into the system. So when I arrived in Colorado Springs at the U-Haul, it never registered. And so as far as they knew, that U-Haul still belonged in New Jersey. Not even Junction City, Kansas. But apparently it made it at least 2,000 miles across the country. So um, that was my experience moving. Then I got to Can- to Arizona and like I said, I spent the week with Candace, so I got to experience what we call the haboob. I'll talk a little bit more about that, but basically what it involved was me getting into another accident with a tree because the haboob caused, caused it all. On top of that, I was like, you know what? Let me just move my car because I don't want to get involved with another tree incident. I had only parked under the tree because I wanted some shade. It's hot in Phoenix. This time I decided not to. As I moved my car into an appropriate guest parking lot stall, you know what happened to me? I got a ticket. I got a $30 ticket for simply wanting to just obey the rules. But thank you, ASU, for waiving it. Shouldn't have gotten it in the first place, but I digress. And fifth and finally, that's been my entire week. I've been here for all of seven days. And I gotta say, all that stuff happened to me? Pretty ridiculous. So... We're going to move into the next part. Like I said, we'll talk. You're getting educated. So sometimes it's social justice related. Sometimes it's more of a fun fact. Candace is going to go first. She's going to talk a little bit about sustainability. But I want to make sure that we have a little bit of perspective of how you're getting educated. So Candace, what's good? Tell me what's happening. Um, okay, so for those of you who know me, know that I love Starbucks. Um, so I follow them pretty heavily through the good and the bad, and they've definitely had a lot of bad this year, but I hope they're getting their act together. Um, But anyway, Starbucks recently announced that they are trying to go green, or trying to be better in their practices. So um, one of their new engineers, her name is Emily, um, created the lid that you may be seeing in stores now where it's a strawless lid so it just kind of pops on and it has a curved mouthpiece that allows you to drink from the top of your cup instead of using a straw so every beverage but the frappuccino will be using that and it's essentially supposed to help with single consumer packaging and so there's less of that and I I guess I don't really understand how it's going to cut down on that it is made from recycled material so it can be recycled but I'm pretty sure if people just put plastic straws in a recycle bin those could be recycled too but I think it's the perception of this cup is all one piece instead of like this straw is by itself because people throw straws away all the time so instead it's this cup is one whole piece and I know this cup is plastic so I'm going to recycle the whole thing That's what I think it is. By 2020, they're phasing out all of their straws for all of their drinks except for Frappuccinos. And if you need a straw for a beverage, um, I'm a big fan of straws. I do like them. Uh, You can BYOT, which is bring your own tumbler. There's a big push for everyone to purchase their own hot and cold tumbler so that you can bring that in. Fun fact, you get a 10 cent discount every time you bring your own cup in, which is great. You know, you spend so much money, you eventually get it all back. It will take a hot minute but you'll get it back um so a lot of their tumblers this time around are going on sale because they're trying to get their new fall collection in so if you see something that catches your eye 
good chance it's 50% off, but Starbucks is making strides. I know a lot of other companies are doing it, but Starbucks is the one that caught my eye. And recently here in Arizona, at all the Arizona State is a Starbucks campus. Um, they're, they've pretty much made the switch over to um, the new lids. And they've, well, my department has been encouraging and challenging everyone to don't use straws, use the new lids, be recyclable. So um, that's what people are doing. And if you want another reason on how you can be sustainable and you go to Starbucks, there's a reason. Hmm. I got a couple questions for you. So when you say ASU is a Starbucks campus, so there's no other coffee retailer on campus at all? I have not seen another coffee retailer on campus. Huh, that's interesting. I wonder mm-hmm. what that deal looks like. Um, the other question I have is, I saw... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've seen Einstein's bagels. Okay. But I've only seen Einstein's on the Tempe campus, and that's because they have an entire food court. So gotcha. I think it's because they are employing several options. Burger King, Einstein's, Starbucks, uh, Chick-fil-A, Subway. Like, so like it's a food court. Yeah. Kind of but on all of the locations, so like Polytechnic, West, and Downtown, there's only... There is at least one Starbucks on the campus. Gotcha. Yeah. The other part that I was going to say is for the straw kind of segment that you had, have you read the article about, uh, it's basically about like straws don't necessarily, taking away straws doesn't help people who have disabilities at all. Have you seen that article? I haven't seen that article, but I had thought about it while I read the Starbucks one. Um, it had crossed my mind and basically their approach to it is, purchase a steel straw um, because they sell those individually which or you can get them online they're the ones that just pop they're like three pieces and they pop open Um, so they will still have straws on hand and what the article I read said is if you get a beverage that they still denote needs a straw or if you ask for a straw because you need one they're not going to like take all the straws away and no one can have them they just you have to request it now by 2020 so for right now they still have straws there um but that is something i had thought about but they said they will keep them on hand in case people do need them so okay yeah yeah this article is specifically for bendy straws so i don't know if it applies to the regular straws at all but i would assume that's definitely still helpful especially for i know a lot of people like to use straws to drink their coffee so that way they don't stain their teeth a little bit of a fun fact in that way uh, but now it's my turn, so you're getting educated. Talked a little bit about how I got in an accident. Here's what I did, and then I would tell you what you should do. Uh, again, this is just coming from my perspective, but this is what happened, right? So I got in an accident. We both pull over to this little area called St. Isidore's Church, and he gets out of the car, and I'm kind of sitting there like, what just happened? Like, I know what happened, but also, how did he run a green light for me? when it was clearly red for him. Like, the thing was, I was in the intersection after it had been green for, like, two or three seconds. So it wasn't like he just ran the red light at all. Like, if he ran the red light, he missed it by at least, like, 300 meters. Um, Or if you prefer, it's, like, 250 yards. I digress. Anyway, so I pull over with him. I get out of the car afterwards, and he's like, Hey, man, you okay? I was like, Yep, I'm doing okay. Like, I'm not injured. Are you all right? The side of his car was pretty, like, banged up. Because basically, as I was turning, I saw him coming, try to veer back to the right. Uh, and he didn't really do anything at all. He just continued, and I was like, dude, you didn't even try to swerve out of the way. I'm a little confused. But we get out of the car. We make sure that both 
of us are physically okay. And he says, yeah, I don't really know what happened at all. I said, well, I had a green arrow and you kind of ran a red light. Um, and he was like, yeah, I just, I'm not sure what happened. I was like, well, let me help explain and give you the full story. So that way you don't have to worry about it. Um, long story short, he was like, well, let me get my insurance. You get your insurance. We'll exchange contact information. Do you want to call the police? I said no, um, but I will get my in, my insurance company's phone number and that sort of stuff, make sure it's all ready to go. We exchange it, and then I call my dad, let him know. I always call my dad whenever a situation is going on because he has had a lot of experience and typically knows how to deal with those. And the first thing he said was, did you call the police? And I was like, nope, he seemed pretty trustworthy to me. I don't know a lot of pastors that are not trustworthy, but I've been wrong before. So he tells me to go and file the report go and file the report and they're like well since the police weren't physically there we can't really decide who's at fault right now but we'll give him a call and try to work it out that's what i did here's the education part both for myself but also for listeners if you've never been in an accident what you should do first things first make sure both of you are okay if not you should definitely call 911 Afterwards, you should go ahead and call 911 anyway because you can never depend on someone to always be trustworthy, especially if you get in an accident. The reason I bring that up, it has been about three weeks and he has finally called the police back and said, uh, basically, he had the green light and I did not. And so I was like, whoa, that's not what happened at all, sir. But because I didn't have police there the first time, it's hard to prove. (laughs) So... That's the second thing that you should do. After you make sure everybody's okay, go ahead and call the police. Make sure. The other reason that's important to do is because what if he didn't actually have insurance? What if he just gave me a fake insurance number? First off, I couldn't really read his handwriting, so the police could have short-sorted that out real quick. But secondly, it makes sure that I won't be held liable for the situation. So that's the thing that I learned. Hopefully you're getting educated on it. The other part that you should always do is follow up with the insurance company to see where you can get your vehicle fixed. Not all of the insurance companies work with every single auto repair shop in the city, so you should always make sure that works. Um, but that's my you're getting the educated part. We're moving over to a fun Wait, of... before we move, I have a question. Sure, go for it. So, but you did file a police report. We went over to the police department and you spoke to that woman. That is true. So why is that not holding up? Because, so when he came afterwards, um, he basically, like the same officer, called him multiple times. He finally picks up and said, um, yeah, I think that's what happened, but I'm not really sure. Then he basically filed his own police report and said, this is what happened. Um, And because the police were never at this scene originally, it's kind of a he said, she said kind of thing where they can't prove either one. So that's why I'm still working with my insurance company to try to get the problem resolved because they can't verify that I had a green light. They can't verify that he had a green light. So it's basically the insurance companies duking it out. But can't they verify based on the damage, like the way the damage looks on both cars? You can... You would think so. Um, I don't know enough about it. The other thing... Oh, this is also something you should do. Always take pictures of both vehicles, not just yours. I only took pictures of mine. Also was not that helpful. Should have done that. Um, but that's the other way that they can also verify. But because I didn't have pictures of his vehicle, it's hard to tell two separate vehicles and the actual point of impact on it. So, Dang. Yeah. You could say I'm still frustrated and bitter. And you know what? 
you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, but hey, you know what? I've seen Stranger Things. Spoiler alert. I've actually never seen the show Stranger Things. Candace always says, no, you haven't. Uh, but that's okay. Um, what I have seen is some pretty strange things overall. Uh, but I'm going to let Candace go first. She is going to talk to you. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> what is happening to your voice? I don't know. Like, maybe I just haven't talked for an extensive amount of time. I've been hanging out with dogs. There's not much you have to say other than, Milo, My, who's a good boy? Milo. Um, but <laughs> I digress. Candace is going to talk to you about some stranger things, specifically the haboob. Okay, I don't know why you're setting it up. Okay, so I thought the haboob was just a funny word that people said here. Um, we went out to eat last week, and there was a haboob for the first time. And I was just kind of baffled. I didn't believe that it had happened. And then the waitress that was um, working with us that night was like, oh, yeah, first the haboobs come, and then it's monsoon season. And I was like, what the hell is this place? Why did I move here? Basically, the haboob is a giant dust storm. It wipes out all visibility. The emergency alerts that go out say, haboob spotted, pull over, stay alive. Like, they're very dramatic, and people aren't supposed to drive in them. Um, if you are driving, you're supposed to pull over at an angle so that you don't get hit straight on from the haboob. I don't really understand any of it, but I got out of um, training this past week. What was it? Tuesday, Monday. I got out of training early because a haboob and a severe thunderstorm warning came through at the same time. So we got out like an hour early so all of us could make it home Yeah, and stay alive. Um, but basically, just very large dust storm things are moving fast not a lot of the foliage and trees here have very good root structure so um kind of like what tommy was talking about earlier a tree toppled over in the first haboob um many a trees have toppled over this week because of it and the severe thunderstorms that are coming through actually flooded some of our campus spaces at one of our other locations so um, the thunderstorm and the dust storm is very real here, so when I see the words haboob now, I'm getting my tush home because I don't want to be outside in any of that. But the winds get pretty fierce. Um, I think on Monday it was quoted 60 miles per hour is the highest that they could go, and that can like tear up a bunch of stuff, so you really don't want to be outside when it happens. Yeah, to add on to that a little bit, my car has six or seven dents in the back part of its uh, frame because that tree fell over from the haboob. Like Candace said, the root structure isn't very deep. The thing is, it's kind of scary. Like when Candace was getting out of training, I was trying to walk Milo and Scotty, Candace's dog. Uh, and it was like I walked outside and I could see just a wall of dust. Like have you ever seen the movie The Mummy or Sahara? Both of those just have like giant dust clouds out of cubby. But you could see it for miles away. So uh, they definitely say get home safe, stay alert, stay alive. That's real. Um, my stranger thing is, well, let me ask you this. Candace, would you say I look like a, a spry young man? Why would you describe yourself like that? Like, why would you use the word spry? It, before you knew me, how old would you guess I am? Before I knew you, you lied to me and said you were 26, and I was shocked. Well, how did you think I was? Well, I knew you had to be somewhere around my age. Okay. Um, here's the thing. So when I was on the cruise, every single time 
that I went on a land excursion, whether that was in Ketchikan, if it was in Juneau, um, the people I would interact with were like, wow, you're such a great young man. Like, how, what grade are you in? And I was like, uh, well, actually, I just finished my master's program, so I haven't been in a grade since, like, I don't know, 2012. It's been a minute. Um, but I don't know if it's because I shaved my face before the cruise, but every single place I went, people assumed I was in high school. At the very least, they thought, maybe he just graduated. He's about to start at a nice, young, freshman institution. And I was like, no, actually, I'm a full-time professional about to start his career, and I have been out of the work game of school for, well, okay, only like two months. But still, mm-hmm. I got to... There's He's one, such a nice young man. I was yeah. like, what the heck? People thought I was honestly 14. I was like, 14? Like, you're saying I was barely born in this decade? Like, I guess not decade. Millennia is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm a little upset about it. I know people always say, oh, you're going to love that comment when you're older, though. I'm older, and I still don't love it, so we'll see if that actually changes. Um, But that's been my experience. I've seen Stranger Things, and I think it's strange that people think I'm not. I literally got, I was going to a restaurant with my mom in Juneau, and it was this place called The Hangar. It was actually really good, but basically they have water float planes that go uh, and land on the little harbor area and then they take off again it's really cool they were packed and the waitress or the not waitress the hostess said well we don't have any open seats right now but um if you want to wait a little bit that can work too and i said well can we sit at the bar and she said are you 18 and it caught me off guard because i was like dang not only do you think i'm under the age of 21 you don't even think i'm 18 years old i'm not even over the legal limit I've been over the legal limit for like six years. Anywho. No, you haven't. The 18-year-old limit. Oh, anyway, okay. Whatever. Try not to give away my exact age because listeners, who knows what they think. I'm going to make it a guessing game because I want to see if they also think it's a stranger thing. But that's just me. Candace has had the privilege of meeting Mother Teresa. So we're going to move into that segment. And so my mom had the entire week with her last week. We've gotten a chance to catch up and things. Um, Candace has probably gathered this, but she has a lot of advice. Do you have any ideas what her advice might be for this week since we just moved to Arizona? Oh gosh, no. Lay it on me. Well, this week Mother Teresa had this to say. Bad things happen to good people because it's only a test of your faith. Don't sweat the small stuff. So, I talked about my move to Arizona. I think it's applicable right now because I was like, Mom, I don't know what the heck happened, but... It's all going down, uh, and I'm not about it. I'm not planning to have this much drama or all the stuff happening in my life right now. But I think she's right. Um, more so about not sweating the small stuff. I don't know if bad things happen to good th- people. I think bad things happen to all people. Um, but I really appreciated that because I think sometimes it's easy to just caught up, get caught up in like what's going on in your own immediate life. But there's a lot of stuff happening outside the, my life this year, like. The small boys who are stuck in that cave, the 12-year-old soccer team, not 12-year-old, the soccer team made up of 12-year-olds who are stuck in in an underwater cave, that's a lot bigger stuff than I had to deal with. So I think sometimes it just helps me put it back in perspective and say, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff unless you're in Phoenix because it's hot. You sweat all the time. Can't Mm -hmm. control it. Uh, But we're moving forward. This is a segment that Candace wanted to introduce. Um, So we're going to give it a try, but it's called 
I ain't about that. Uh, and what it means is... That is not what I called it, first of all. Okay, I would like to say that these names are not of my approval. They were just written in the script. And... Okay. Well, what would you call it? Okay. First of all, let me clarify. I got a story. So, Tommy really likes to give very unique, unique and interesting names to things that really don't need them. So, if you look through his Spotify playlist, like... The names are absolutely ridiculous. What's your country one? Dusty Boots, y'all. <laughs> Who needs that kind of outlandish name? You know what my country playlist is named? Country. Because I need to know what it is. Which Quick. country? Just country. Huh. What? You've got the same country on your playlist that I've got on mine, but you call it Dusty Boots, y'all. Because it has a nice connotation. Because you think that's funny and it's goofy. Not- <laughs> yes, it's so goofy. And you know what my running playlist is? Running. You know what my sleep playlist is? Sleep. Why? Why do I need to give it a unique name when I just I need don't know. to? It just sounds very literal to me. Sometimes yes, I like to spice it up. Yes, because literally, that's what it's supposed to be used for. Anyway, so what did? What is this title? I was just called. I ain't about that. I I'm guessing that. it's one of your pet peeves. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This this segment was just supposed to be called pet peeves, but anyway, I got a few. The first one is. I really hate it when people shorten words. I'm looking at you, Mackenzie. I think Jerome does it a little bit too now, but for whatever reason, that just irks me. Um, There's one in particular when people say, like instead of saying, oh, I saw my parents this weekend, they say, oh, I saw my rent. Oh my gosh, that really just grinds my gears. But there's also other ones, like it could really be any word. What was the one Mackenzie was using before we left? She was using it, like, all the time. Oh, I can't remember. I can only uh, remember one thing right now, speaking of short words. Uh, so, Flagstaff, people in Arizona, uh, or at least so far, a lot of the people that I've met have said, Oh, you're moving to Flag. Oh, like, uh, that's not the name of that place. I know. that's Well, but I think that's... That's a weird one to shorten. Like Colorado Springs, people call it the Springs, but it's also two completely separate wards. Whereas Flagstaff okay, is a conjoined ward. The Springs, ward. I'm okay with, but that one example that Mackenzie gave that one time where she heard someone say, "Yeah, I just got back from Rado," and it, that person <laughs> meant Colorado. <laughs> say the whole freaking word. You do not need to shorten it. First of all, people don't understand what you're saying, and I have to. Increase the amount that I'm paying attention to what you're saying so that I can actually understand what your sentence was supposed to mean. And I don't want to have to sit there trying to figure out words. Just speak the way the word is supposed to be spoken. Hmm. Okay, your turn. <laughs> okay, so I also have a couple of them. Uh, the one that's really been making me upset lately because I've been doing a lot of shopping to get random stuff for the dogs or for like um, yeah, other random supplies, but. When people walk out of entrance doors and walk into exit doors, there's something about that just, I like structure, I like to follow the rules, and it just pisses me off. Full disclosure, I do that almost every time we go to Walmart. Yes, I try not to look at candles. At this point in time, I just do it out of spite. (laughs) That's good to know, so I will be aware from now on. I'll be sure to do other pet peeves, like shirt and wards, if I can. Um, But another pet peeve that I have is... When someone is having a conversation with you and they just randomly switch gears and they like just stop paying attention to you. I noticed that happened to you at the volleyball shindig thing that was happening on the 4th of July 
where someone asked you a question and you were like, yeah. And then you added on to it and that person And that person walked, walked away. away from me. Yeah. And then I had to summon them back and say, did you want an answer to the question you asked me? And he was like, oh, yes. I'm like, what? Go away. Just actually yeah, go away. That is a pet peeve of mine. Like, if you're going to be engaged, be fully engaged. And that brings me to the final pet peeve that I have is when people ask, like, how are you? And you're about to tell them legitimately how you feel but they're still walking. They never actually took a moment to pause and acknowledge that, wow, he might actually have something real to say. That is a large pet peeve of mine. I say it for several reasons. One, everyone says, hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm good. When in honesty, a lot of times that's not often the case. Like, you might have something going on. And that's always been a pet peeve of mine is when people just continue walking by without actually acknowledging that they want to hear what you have to say. So, that brings us to the end of the podcast and so every week I always like to end it with rough translation so this week I'm feeling 03 Bonnie and Clyde by Jay-Z the reason I'm feeling that song is it's about a couple if you've ever heard the story of Bonnie and Clyde um who basically goes on this large journey where they're trying to figure out like how are they going to make life work together um Jay-Z's version is basically him and Uh, another person won't be disclosed at this time um but i think that kind of serves as a parallel for candace and i like where we just moved across the country we're starting this new position we're doing all these new things but that's the week or that's the song that i thought would be the most appropriate for this podcast oh three bonnie and clyde by jay-z i'll make sure to add it to the spotify playlist that candace mentioned don't worry this one is literal and it's called one-on-one rough translation you're welcome Candace. uh but again you're welcome don't even throw that (laughs) attitude my way okay i'm just trying to help people understand exactly what they're clicking on people understand i give them a nice little overview and like a description of there's no need for the description when you literally call it what it is Eh, but if you provide them context it's like it's literal ridiculous anywho i digress it's almost time for us to end the show. Candace, is there any last thoughts that you want to say before we end? Nope, not that I can think of. Fair enough. Well, again, thanks for tuning in. If you have a song for this week, feel free to share it with me. Speaking of sharing, my podcast has officially made it onto Spotify. So you can find it under Tommy Newsome the second. You can also look it up on iTunes if you prefer Apple products over free products. Or you can also just leave your thoughts, comments, and suggestions on other websites that I use. Special shout out again to Candace. Tune in next week. And as always, make good choices. Yeah.